0: Ashley Easter.
1: And I'm Charlie Grantham, and you're listening to Serendipity, the podcast where we
0: explore everyday magic all around us. Welcome back to the Serendipity Podcast. I am Ashley and Charlie's here with me today. Hello. (laughs) Uh, We have a good episode planned for you all. Uh, We're going to be talking about manifestations and specifically, Charlie has manifested something pretty amazing in her life. And so we're going to talk about that. So it's a little bit of like a news update on Charlie's life. But then she's going to walk us through her manifestation process. So I think if you are struggling to manifest something or if you want to make your manifestations go faster, pay attention to this episode because we're going to be sharing a lot of great suggestions and ideas that have worked for us. So, Charlie, tell us what you have manifested. <laughs> well, I'm so excited. I, um,
1: just to give background, I, I've probably mentioned it a few times on the show, but I am um, in graduate school for a master's of public health, and kind of um, like long story short, I have a bachelor's in sociology, and my like big dream is to have a PhD in sociology and and do like medical so- sociology, specifically like maternal health and reproductive health, um, is my like big passion, um, but in the middle of that I went to do a master's of public health to kind of give me more like I guess insight and knowledge on like the medical side of things and like public health side of things because that's kind of why I want to do like medical sociology to actually like help make like change like in policy and like the way like you know tangible change um so that's where I am right now and I I definitely have talked about it on the show because I remember talking about like the USM because I went to Mm -hmm. the University of Southern Mississippi and then now I'm at the University of Southern Maine and it feels very, um, I took that as a sign. When I saw the school name, I was like, that's a sign. Um, And so I um, just started, uh, I work at the university, so I get a tuition waiver. Um, So I immediately, like when I got hired, I started to take classes like almost right away. So I took- um, two classes in the spring. They were my first two classes. And then I applied in the middle of taking the classes, um, like to the actual program. So I, I wasn't actually like accepted into the program until like April or May of last year. And this is like kind of important to know. So um, I was in the in the program. I was taking an epidemiology course and we had a guest lecture come at, in April um, towards the end of the course. And she is a professor in my program and I didn't know her. I hadn't had her yet. And she, um, and I knew like before going into graduate school that I wanted to do a graduate assistantship um, because I wanted the experience and then I wanted it. I I thought it would be valuable, you know, for furthering my education later with a PhD to have that experience. Um, And so she came in and just like, I didn't really have like a logical reason other than her, um, her main area of focus for her research is maternal health, which is what I want to do. Um, and she kind of talked about her, like one of her recent studies. And I was just like, had this strong like pull towards her. And I was just like, I, I want to work with her. Like that's who I want to work with. I, I want to figure it out somehow. Um, and I just had this like big pull. In fact, that was like, I i don't know if we've mentioned this on the show, but I actually resigned from being your virtual assistant, actually, because yeah. I needed like I was like, I literally was like, I need the extra time in my schedule because I was like, I need it already to be there in place for when an opportunity arises. Like it's, there's no sorting it out. It's like there for this position. And i thought, it would come later because I just started and then I got accepted into the program like a few weeks after I heard her speak and it turns out they assign you advisors like you don't pick your advisor and they had assigned her to me Mm. um or me to her whatever and I was like oh my gosh like this is so cool that I got assigned her and um so I immediately emailed her when I got accepted and I saw she was my advisor and I asked if I could come to her office just to say hi and meet her um, because I like didn't really meet her I mean I met her in the class that she was giving the, the lecture but it was a class so I didn't really like meet her meet her so I wanted to like make a connection and kind of like ask her talk to her about like my plans and stuff didn't mention a graduate assistantship or anything at that time but just wanted to meet her because I felt like okay, I, this is, I want to meet her to like, kind of, so she knows who I am in case right. an, an opportunity arises. Um, and then I was thinking, okay, probably like next summer or something. Like I thought it would be like a year from now. Um, well, I'm taking biostatistics this semester, which like send me all the good vibes for that, <laughs> but, um, sh- she teaches that course and she actually emailed, um, at the beginning of August, she emailed the the students in that course saying like, hi, everyone, I have a graduate assistantship available, um, and gave the details. And I immediately like I saw that first of all, I saw her name come through. And I'm like, oh, I opened the email immediately. And all the details were, I mean, it was just like a dream to me. It's it's a study on like maternal health. Um, it's it's basically postpartum looking at like, different conditions, um, and postpartum and rural versus urban areas of Maine. Um, and so just something like that, I just, am so interested in and I was just so excited. And so I immediately emailed her, um, I sent her my cover letter, my resume, and I got an interview with her and, um, it was actually on August 11th, which is, um, the day, after your wait that is your birthday that is my birthday. yeah that's your birthday yeah because yeah, that was like the whole thing I was like oh my gosh it's on Ashley's birthday and the interview was at 11 a.m so I was like there's a lot of 11 energy mm-hmm. happening and it was your birthday because I like I was like okay I'm gonna harness Ashley's like Leo energy um for this <laughs> I think I texted you that too yeah you did um, you did yeah. I, I always forget because my grandma's birthday is the 10th, but yeah, yours is the 11th right after. Um, but anyway, so it it went really, really well. And um, then like a few days later, I was offered the position and I cried. I couldn't believe it. Well, first, my first <sighs> thought was when I got offered it. I was like, I can't do this. It was like the imposter syndrome. It was like, yeah, yeah. You think you are like, you can't do this. And then I was like, okay, no, like I can do it. And, um, it was, it was just so exciting. And I think people who kind of like know more details about it, like know, like how big of a deal this was for me. And, um, I actually, I'll share the video I recorded telling Nate because this was like such a oh, big yeah. deal that I was like, I want to tell him in person. And so, um, I, <laughs> I actually like part of the position is getting to present research at this national conference next uh, June in Portland, Oregon, which is like, again, like so exciting. Yeah. And so I like put my phone out and I hit it. And so when they got home, I was just like being really casual about it. And I was just like, Hey, do you think you could like get some time off next June? Um, like June 13th, 14th, whatever. And he was just like, um, I don't know, wait, why? And I was like, wanted want to know if you'd like want to come with me when I present at the, like the National Society for like pediatrics and perinatal <laughs> care. And his face, like his jaw, like it took him a minute to like process what I said. And he just like freaked out. And I think the video you can kind of like- It is so
0: cute. It's the best video.
1: <laughs> well, someone texted me and was like, oh my God, I just saw the video. I didn't realize how big of a deal it was to you until I saw how excited Nate was. And I'm like, I know, like it's actually like a really big deal. Um, so I'll share that video because it it is really cute. I just like Nate is so cute. But, um, but anyway, so what I kind of did to like manifest this is. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Okay. So before
0: you get into the manifesting part, okay. Like guys, Charlie is a big deal. Okay. I know she's got this imposter syndrome and I have total empathy towards that. But guys, when you're listening, like. Charlie's a big deal, she is a smart-ass woman. And to be able to get into the school she's gotten into, to be able to get the into the programs, have the right um, advisors, and then for that advisor who is a pretty big deal, like people are fangirling at the school about this advisor, for her to then, choose charlie for this internship like guys this is a big deal and yes there's manifestation involved and yes we're going to talk about this but also like this isn't just something they give out to any old person like charlie is amazing so everybody like sent her congratulations because this is a big deal <laughs> <laughs> well thank you
1: i will have to like just say thank you to the show called the midwife. Cause that is like where I get all my knowledge <laughs> about like so many things. I'll be like, Oh, I know what that is. And Nate's like, how do you know? And I'm like, um, I've watched like all 10 seasons, which the 11th season just came out today on Netflix. So Ooh. I'm binging that later, but that's like literally how I even said that in my interview, she asked like what area of maternal health I like. And I was like, anything. I was like, my favorite show is called the midwife. Like I'm just like obsessed with anything, <laughs> but, um,
0: Okay, yeah. okay, the manifestation
1: yeah. part. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. So we've talked some about like ways we manifest. We have like a whole episode on manifestation. Um, but I manifest differently depending on the situation. Um, and I think a big part of that is like just using my intuition and also just like what feels like right to me. Yeah. Um, so one thing was that my intuition like told me immediately when I met her. Like um, or not even matter. Like when I just heard her speak again, it was, it was, yes, like she, it, she does do maternal research. And that was like, you know, that's interesting to me, but it was like more than just like, Oh, like maybe I would want to work with her. It was like this, like my mind was like, you have to work with her. Like you mm-hmm. are going to like, you need to do this. Um, it was like a strong pull. And then of course, the more I learned about her, the more I was like, okay, yeah, I have to work with her. Um, but so that was like one thing is my intuition just was like, this is what you have to do. And I kind of just was like, okay, like what, um, what should I do? Like, you know? And so in this situation, I, I kind of like made room in my life expecting to get it. Um, like I was like, I'm not gonna like, this part of me was like, Oh, well maybe I should like, like keep doing the virtual assistant work until that opportunity arises. And then I can like stop But then I was like, you know what I and I was very busy too. like my brain was like kind of overloaded at the time, but part of me was like, you know, I think I need to just have it open so that there's no question that there's no hesitation that it's just open there. I'm going to have open like 10 hours a week for for whatever this is whenever it is even even though I thought it was going to kind of be like, you know, a whole year maybe before I even did that. And so that was like a big thing, because because of that I was able to immediately, like I replied to her email within like five minutes, like just telling her I was interested. And then I I took like the whole day or part of the day to do like my cover letter and stuff. But I did reply to her like immediately because it was like I was waiting for this basically. Like my whole Mm -hmm. like and like all the energy I created it was like waiting for this moment for this to open up because i had already carved it out in my schedule that this was going to fit into my schedule um and emailed her immediately and then because i did all that i got to tell her like hey i wanted to work with you since like the moment i heard you speak Mm -hmm. and i literally have already carved out room in my schedule for this like i want you to know that i want to do this very badly, I want to work with you specifically, very badly. And I've already like made time in my schedule, like before you even announced this position because I yeah. just wanted it to be ready. So it was almost like getting in, and you've talked about this, Ashley, like getting in the space like you already have it. Like it's already coming for you. like not like, well, maybe it's going to happen. You're like already doing like physical or like making actual change in your life so that you're making room for. For what you want um yeah and you've talked about that especially with like vision boards you've talked about that it's kind of like the same idea that where you you said with our vision board episode you put other things that you've manifested in the past on your vision board because it gets your mind like in the mindset of like i have already done this it's possible i already deserve this because right past examples like there's evidence you know It's almost in a sense like that because it's like I'm I'm telling myself this this is what this time is for. Mm -hmm. I'm like already acting like I'm gonna have it in a way, and and not like a cocky like oh like because I definitely was like couldn't believe that I got it like when she when I found out I was just like, oh my god! But it's the certainty,
0: the certainty. Yeah, and being certain doesn't mean that you're being egotistical. It just means that you like you're you're fully trusting and yeah knowing yeah wow wow
1: yeah so that was a big part of it
0: um another
1: part too was um I think in that sense I Mm -hmm. kind of um was being very specific and like making tangible change and it was like very like almost I would say like strategic what I was doing Mm
0: -hmm.
1: prior leading up to this um though I didn't fully know like what I needed to do but Um, like I didn't know that I knew I wanted to graduate assistantship I didn't know this person yet I didn't know what it was going to be in but just to give some background this is um, research assistantship is like doing statistical like analyses Mm -hmm. and I probably have talked about it I think I have on the show if not I'll give like a little background so I am math anxious like (laughs) <laughs> it's not yeah. even that I'm bad at math. It's that I get very nervous and I have for a very long time. Um, part of that is there's like a, a big, um, <laughs> like I can tell where it happened in my life. Like I, yeah, I was really yeah. good at math. I was really good at school. I, I wasn't anxious about it from mm-hmm. like kindergarten to fourth grade. And then in fourth grade um, hurricane Katrina I'm from new Orleans hit and we got evacuated. I had to go to this school that, you know it's already like hard being like uprooted from where you live when you're like 10 and then right. now my parents like we were there for a while and we had like a lot of family in one house and then they're like well we don't know how long we're going to be here so you all have to go to school and I I got put into a school and the school that I come from in New Orleans was very small and mm-hmm. you had one teacher for every subject but in this school um you changed like at, like there was like a bell oh, and you it. moved around like I think like a lot of normal schools and That was very overwhelming and I was entering in the school year had already started yeah I was like the new kid and it was like a very different environment the teachers were like kind of like really mean and like Mm -hmm. um lots of yelling like a lot of the teachers yelling at students like it was very very like it was horrible and I actually got physically ill from the stress Mm -hmm. and that's when my mom realized that my brother and I were so because so stressed because he was actually I think a freshman in high school which is like that's like a bad time I feel like to um be like uprooted and like put in high school but um (laughs) like she realized how stressed we were to the point of like we were getting physically ill because Mm -hmm. of how much stress and so she pulled us out and so that was like a big thing and then um school was different that year even when we came back because like I don't think we had PE the whole year because like mm. there were like, there was damage to certain parts of the building or I don't know. It was just like a very different year because it was a very traumatic, it was, it was a catastrophic event. And so everything was a lot different. I had family that lived there in the city and then they moved like some yeah. very far away, like some all the way to North Carolina. And so, you know, a lot of things changed that year. And then at the end of the fourth grade year, my parents um, decided to like take me out of school and this is like, um, I actually like never really tell people this because it's so, it makes me so anxious. But um, so I, the options were like, um, we're going to take you out of the school. And so um, the public schools in New Orleans, like really aren't that good, like in terms mm-hmm. of not just in terms of like education, but like just in terms of like violence and stuff. Um and so they didn't really want to put me into like a public school, but they couldn't afford to keep me in a private school. And so- they were like, oh, there's a, a magnet school. You just have to test to get in. Mm-hmm. And this, so this is like after like all of that, you know. And when I tested, um, I did like great on everything, but I think because you have to like test above average to get in. Got it. I tested like above average on everything but math. And I don't even think I scored bad. Like I think it was like average or something. Right. And my parents had told everybody like I was taking this, like telling everyone to pray and whatever. And
0: Oh, gosh, it was (laughs) really,
1: yeah, it was just, like, very, I just remember, like, that was it, that was, like, the moment Mm -hmm. that I was never the same with math again, like, it was, like, I don't want to, like, because it was just, like, this thing, and so then I, then I had to be homeschooled because of that, and so, um, I didn't really enjoy being homeschooled, um, it was just kind of, like, lonely, and I don't feel like I really, like, learned a lot of, like, math, especially Mm -hmm. that you would normally learn fifth, sixth, and seventh grade, and right. so because of that, when I started eighth grade at my high school, because my high school went eighth through twelve. Yeah, you're doing um, catch up. Right. And I was not catching up because it was like I already didn't have stuff that like other people had been learning. I didn't mm-hmm. actually learn. And so um I was just doing really bad. And then because yeah. of that, my brain, it was like a, a physical response. I would just shut down mm-hmm. to like math. And um So it was like really hard. That was like the main thing, like in high school that I really struggled with was math. And Mm. I just was like, I'm, I'm just bad at math. That's just it. Like I'm bad at math and whatever. And, um, then I got into college. I was like, I want nothing to do with math. Like, you know, you can pick what you want to do in college. (laughs) So I was like, I'm not picking math. I took like two math classes in college. Um, but then I got interested in sociology and I had to take a statistics class and I I did actually, okay. Like I made a B in it. Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, before like in high school I was making like C's in math. And, right. but I was still very anxious. And so now here I am. Um, I knew I was gonna have to, you know take more math classes in this graduate program. And I had like a huge, it was a huge part of therapy. Like honestly still is like, I probably my next appointment this week, I'm probably gonna talk about it. <laughs> um, but what, one of the things that I did before I started I was registered for class. And I knew um, in epidemiology, there is some math involved. And so I was just like, I don't know, maybe I just shouldn't do it. That's the way, that's the, like, I think that's in part how, you know, it's like an anxiety thing because it's not like, oh, that makes me a little anxious. Like I'm a little worried. It's like a full, like, I literally thought I just shouldn't do it. I just shouldn't go to school, period. I shouldn't Mm -hmm. do, I should find another Mm -hmm. path in life because there's like one or two classes I'm going to have to take with math. And um, like when I take a math, quiz like even a quiz it could be worth like one point I my whole body locks up I get like knots mm-hmm. in my back I'm sweating I want to vomit like it's so bad yeah yeah and so this is all important I sounds like a, a tangent but so I, I told my therapist like listen and I told her all of that and I was like I am so scared and I don't want to be scared I want to be able to do it because you know what I feel like I am smart the more I talked about it I'm like you know what all of those things happened to me. I was actually good at math until mm. like these like clustered events, like, you know, a traumatic event, like, like right. a hurricane or, and then yeah. a traumatic event, like failing the test or not even failing right. it, but like, you know, um, and then being homeschooled and it's not, it wasn't my fault. And, right. um, I was like, I, I, it's a, it's a mindset. Like it really is a mindset. I need, mm-hmm. I need help because I can't go into school like this. Like I can't do it. Right. And so we really worked through it. She did this amazing meditation, like guided meditation with me where I don't even remember it, but I was just like sobbing. Like by the end of it, I was just like full tears. And that really helped me so much, like working in therapy. And then, you know, I did so, I actually did really well. I got an A in the epidemiology class and um, I had like way less anxiety about it. And all of that to say, I knew that, like, my intuition knew that this was something that mm-hmm. needed to be addressed. I yeah. could have made it. I probably could have made it through the program, mm-hmm. um, not addressing it, and and just getting, like, really anxious all the time, anytime I had right. to do math. And like feeling like that, and feeling like I can't do it, and it would have been a much more miserable experience. But my intuition knew that this is something that can no longer be like pushed because I was just pushing it under the rug. I was like yeah. avoid, avoid, avoid. Yeah. Um, and my intuition was like, no, we're not going to avoid this. This has to be dealt with. And then you're going to do math, basically. Mm-hmm. And and I think I think to some people it might sound silly, but I think a lot of people have anxiety around yeah. math.
0: Yeah. Especially the way it's taught. Especially women, the way um, people have ideologies about women and math. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so all of that to say that was almost a year ago that I did work through all that with my therapist, like the big meditation and all that Mm -hmm. was probably um, like 10 months ago or something. And what I'm doing is this graduate assistantship is math. That's what it is. Like Mm -hmm. it's statistics. And I don't think, if I would have worked on myself the way I did and worked through yeah. that in therapy, I don't think I would have been in the space to say like, yes, I can do it. And like be brave, mm-hmm. like take the risk. Cause I mean, it really is to me, yeah. it feels like a risk. Yeah. And I don't think I would have been had I not listened mm-hmm. to my intuition. Mm-hmm. And cause yeah. it was like almost so painful the way I'm telling you right now, I, I did, really could barely talk about it before. I think yeah. maybe, Nate was the only person who really knew because I, I couldn't wow. get it out without actually crying. And I feel like right now I'm fine, but I can feel tears in the back of my eyes. Cause I'm ah. just like, it's such a, it's a sensitive topic. And I, I normally went and tell people, but because I was able to do that, it, mm. you can kind of see looking back how it was like little by little putting me in, you know, the position and, and with all of that, I am going to be taking an elective statistics class next semester that's one that I'm choosing to take this one that I'm taking this semester is like I have to take it mm-hmm. but I'm gonna I've chosen to take a statistics class with my advisor next semester and that is <laughs> the opposite of what I would have done before I would I would run so far as I could for math and I would like literally I would just be like tr- avoided at all costs and so the fact that I even feel confident enough to be like I, you know, I'm gonna. I am i do not have to do this, but I think I'm gonna do it. Um, so that's just like kind of shows like I think when it kind of got down to the to the very like close yeah. um <clears throat> time frame of like okay, this could happen soon. It's when it became very strategic and I had a clear vision. But even like I didn't have a clear vision before. Mm-hmm. I was just listening to my gut. I was listening to my intuition yeah. tell me. We're doing this because it's all setting up like the dominoes, right? Like right before, you know? Um, And so I think this kind of shows two ways to manifest and that you can Mm. manifest one thing with different methods. And oftentimes you do use different methods. Because if I'm I'm anxious about like an event, I won't manifest (laughs) by like changing something physical. I'll manifest by like writing and typing out how I want the event to go. Right, but I yeah. Right, but for this, I it it was like my intuition knew like that's not what I'm gonna use for this. I'm gonna just like physically make the time open. I'm physically kind of act like I'm ready to receive it. Um, so I feel like that was a really long story,
0: but I felt like all of that was needed. (laughs)
1: Information was needed.
0: Yeah, and if you saw me looking down, it was because I was taking some notes because there were so many good things that you were saying. In there and I number one I just love what you've manifested at the end that's amazing Um, but I think you've really highlighted how there are different tools you can use Um, but it still goes back to the four main steps of manifesting and Mm -hmm. each of those four different steps there's different ways you can work those. And so I was hearing those like the whole time. So like number one was setting the intention and you set the intention of what you wanted to do based on your intuition. Like you had that, I'm supposed to work with this person. And you felt certainty about it. You trusted that. You were like, this is an intention I'm setting. And I know my intuition was like, this is what you need to do so that's like step number one is setting that mm-hmm. intention and I had a question about that one do you feel like that was um <clears throat> did it feel um when you knew you're supposed to work with that person did it feel like precognition in that like you you knew what was going to happen or did it feel more like I can't put my finger on it, but I know I'm supposed to do something with her. Or was it more precognitive of like, we're actually going to work together? I'm just, I'm just kind of curious.
1: I think I, I was like, this is who I want to do a graduate assistant okay. with, because okay. I wanted to do, I knew I wanted to do one and I wasn't yeah. sure, you know, cause I was just new to the program. I didn't know. No. And then the fact that I, um, she came in the class and that was my, my, Thing was like I think that is who I'm gonna do it was specifically yeah. that and yeah. um and then it was like two weeks later that she was assigned to be my advisor and that was like a confirmation of what I had I was like okay yeah so now I already have like you know a reason to talk to her because mm-hmm. she's my advisor um and that's what I did I, I I emailed her with an advisor question I was like hey yeah I'm new you're my advisor I was wondering if I could just stop by your office for like a few minutes and uh-huh. that's how I like kind of got the end but yeah it Bye. was a pre like Cognitive, like that's who I'm gonna work with. Type
0: oh, of thing. I love that. I love that. Um, and that can usually show in the first step of setting the intention. That can go one of two ways. It can be like a precognitive, like this is what's gonna happen, or mm-hmm. uh, my intuition is telling me to set an intention about this. Um, but yours was like super, you know, kind of on the side of like yeah, that that instant certainty, which is like awesome. The second step of manifestation is removing blockages. And you did that through going to therapy. And I also hope that people listening realize that like, yes, you did therapy for some specific things like around trauma, around math. And that was really important, but you did that before you even knew why that was gonna be important. So you just have your intuition tuned to a place where It gives you these nudges of like hey this is something to work on and you don't even necessarily know why you need to work on it it's before you even had set the intention of what you wanted to do and I think that's a lesson to people listening like you may not know why your intuition is saying hey work on this relationship or hey work on this issue that you have coming up or adjust this mindset you might know that you need to clear that block because you already have the intention set or it's possible that clearing that block opens up a completely different path that you never would have even considered. So, you know, you set the intention with your intuition, you had your intuition guide you to remove blockages and mindsets. And then the third step of. Well, actually, manifesting... can I just make a Yeah. Comment? Yeah.
1: Cause that is really good that you brought that up. It reminded me of something too, um, in therapy when I brought it up to my therapist, she said, well, you know, you don't have to be good at math. And and this is a really <laughs> important part, I think. Yeah. She was yeah. like, I think a lot in our society, it's like we equate people who like like math or good at math as they're smart. And the people who aren't right. very good at math or don't enjoy math are not smart. She's like, that's not true. And I'm like, that's really important because that is, it is true that that's how kind of society operates. Yeah. And you don't have to be good at math. And it's totally fine if you don't like math and if you're not good at it, because probably probably. Part of the reason people aren't good at it is because the way it's taught, it's usually taught in like mm-hmm. a, just a bad way like it's just not, it's not the, the teaching methods for it like it's just not, um, a lot of students don't learn that way a lot of people don't yeah. process yeah. information that way. And so, um, you don't have to be. But in that moment, when she told me that one, that was really important for me to kind of like realize that, Hey, it's kind of like set up. That's also like kind of like a patriarchal thing because like it used to brought up (laughs) right. Um, But also when she said that I thought, Oh, okay. Like I don't have to be good at math. Like, and that doesn't mean that I'm not smart. That doesn't mean like I have realized all these things that I internalized that I didn't know. But after I came that realization, I thought, I don't have to be, but I want to be able to, to, to do it. I want to be able mm-hmm. to understand it. I want to be able to not feel so anxious when math comes up because it was like, I couldn't, math couldn't even come up in a conversation or I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, it was yeah. very like, um, it, it just, it just provoked a lot of anxiety in me. And I, even with her saying that my intuition still knew
0: we're still going to work through this. Like you, you don't have to be good at math, but you're going to need this. So. And that almost takes the pressure off. And I think that's some of the subtle mindset tweaks that really work for a lot of stuff in life, manifesting, Mm -hmm. doing well in math, even before, you know, this whole program and everything, like some of it was just taking off that pressure that you have to be good at it. And when you took that off, then there was a desire that came through from a genuine place Mm -hmm. versus a pressure that you have to do it. And now you've gotten some good grades in math and you're going into other classes with somebody who specialized in math. And so like, just even that little mindset tweak released you to be able to tap into some desires that were kind of hidden over because of all that pressure piled on you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I love yeah. That. Um yeah, so you set an intuitive intention. You had your intuition guide you to change mindsets and work through blocks. And then three is taking aligned action. And you did that in multiple places based on your intuition. So number one, you made space and that's one of the laws of the universe is the universe abhors of the of back a vacuum. So when you take something out of space. The universe wants to fill it with something else. So if you don't have any room for something in your life, um, it's going to be hard for you to attract things to fill places that you don't have any space to fill. So that's like following a law of the universe there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so that was amazing. But then um, you took initiative. You took aligned action to go meet with this woman who mm-hmm. you respected after class and that sounds like an aligned interaction Um, it sounds like it was super aligned when you got that um, email and you immediately responded. and was like hey I'm gonna send my attachments later of my resume you know all this stuff Mm -hmm. Um, but I want you to know that I've already created space in my life for this and I'm ready to go like all of those things are aligned action and it wasn't that there wasn't some fear involved in there but you claimed the certainty that your intuition gave, you had removed the blocks to a point where maybe they're still a little uncomfortable. Maybe Mm -hmm. there's still a little anxiety around math, but to a point where it's not holding you back and shutting it down, which allowed you to take aligned action. And The fourth step is just releasing it to the universe. And there were so many other things because you'd moved things energetically that now they're just clicking in place. and. The other thing about manifestation is it's good to say this or something better instead of boxing Mm -hmm. your manifestation in and you kept an openness about it because not only was it the this thing you wanted, but it is something better and something that you didn't even imagine. So you kept your perspective open and people manifest in different ways. But those four core things you've shown a bunch of different examples about how you can do those four steps and you got exactly what you wanted and over the top more. I mean, I really hope people listening to this, I mean, that was a real challenge you overcame and points where you really, it would have been easy to be like, Oh, I'll never get this. I'm not going to reach out or send an email or she wouldn't want to talk to me. And so you didn't make that time to, you know, just meet up. Like there's so many things that you could have just not done but you listen to your intuition the whole time and look where you are. I mean, amazing, what else is gonna come from this?
1: Ripple effect. (laughs) This is so serendipitous because you, um, oh my gosh, I'm like looking at my phone because I, you said so be it or even better and I actually, so I, um, let me see if it's in here, oh my gosh. So I, my therapist, I can't remember exactly, I think it was the end of, hear it as I found it I wrote a poem my therapist had said she said said and so shall it be or even better that was one of the things Mm -hmm. she told me as a mindset thing and so it's so interesting um I when she said it, it kind of like growing up, you might think this too. Actually, it reminded me of like religion because and prayer yeah. because so be it is like what uh-huh. Amen means or whatever. Yeah. And so I right after that I wrote a poem because I felt very inspired by that. I was like, oh, I love that. Yeah. And I literally wrote this poem, um, and I just I totally forgot about it until you said that, and I totally oh forgot. Gosh. She told me that, and this was around the time of the whole math thing with her with with <gasps> sharing with my therapist and um oh my gosh like should I read this like it's a short poem poem. read the poem right now okay. (laughs) okay so it says and so it shall be or even better those are the words my therapist gave to me today a mantra a prayer an intention to end my affirmations with so be it or even better I attract beautiful things they flow to me like water I'm worthy of kind words. I give and receive them in the same way the earth and moon pull on each other. My very being calls forth positive experiences the way God herself called the universe into existence. My aura invites peace into my life the way friends invite each other to share a meal. I exist in harmony with the universe, with the water, the trees, the sky, the stars. We exist together for each other. I dance through life gracefully and bravely not unafraid no but bravely i am given a challenge messy chaotic jumbled i create with my hands a masterpiece i am the masterpiece and so it shall be or even better
0: i'm like chills right now because
1: that is part of the manifestation i feel like that is part of this whole thing and oh. the fact that you brought it up and I totally forgot. And I don't think I ever told wow. you that. I, no, I, no. Yeah. You
0: showed me some posts, but I don't think you showed me that one. Wow. Wow. wow that's like, that is
1: like, oh. yeah, that's serendipitous
0: wow that's so
1: crazy and I, that was like a deep memory i forgot about that and when you said that i was
0: like i've heard that somewhere before yeah. and i remembered and so i immediately went to my phone oh my gosh um, you have to post that on our page so people can just see it in writing too like okay um like you, you know however you want to put it up but like so people can read it that way Awesome. i mean it's it It's a beautiful poem but like it it is exactly this and it was right at the beginning when you were busting through blocks that had to do with this thing you're manifesting you didn't even wow yeah and i think i also
1: just want to say too i i really recognize the privilege i have in this the fact that i first of all go to therapy is like a privilege a lot of people can't afford to go or even if they can't afford to go they aren't in a supportive environment to where they don't think they need to go when they do need to go And I like, I'm very, very like lucky. I'm very privileged to be able to afford that, to be able to to do that. Secondly, I know it's also a privilege to be able to kind of like do some of the things that I did, like the fact that I was able to resign from working with you for that Mm -hmm. period. I mean, I thought it was going to be a year. Um, I think I'm really lucky because I have Nate who, who works. I mean, he's really the main like breadwinner now. And I'm able to work, I work at the university, um, which like definitely I wouldn't be able to do without Nate being able to, you know, do what he does. Um, mm-hmm. Cause it doesn't pay like that much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and because I worked there, I was able to like, immediately like meet her. As soon as she became my advisor, I was able to just like walk over to her office. So it's like another thing I, and I sometimes think about like, wow, if I was in a different position, this would have been definitely yeah. like more difficult. And I definitely see how it could be like, you know, so I definitely want to acknowledge that too, because that's part of it. But Having said that, it is also really exciting for me. And um, mm-hmm. I have like actual chills, which is so funny. I'm like wearing like a sweater and a, like long <laughs> shirt, and I
0: have chills from the sociality or even uh, better. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I, I love that. that. And I'm glad you mentioned that too because um, it is important to um, notice privilege. And I was just checking on my phone because I'm going to have to find the page, but there is a. I went through a manifestation course with Katherine um mm-hmm. and she had a woman come in and do like a guest module she was a African-American woman talking about how um, black and brown people can manifest um, also looking at the like trauma that yeah. a lot of black and, black and brown people have experienced um, and how sometimes the blocks and challenges are different and like really honoring and and respecting that. And so I a hundred percent agree. And I'm going to try to find that, um, and link that in maybe the show notes, because, um, I think that's a really good point with manifesting. I don't think that it means that manifesting is inaccessible for people Mm -hmm. who aren't white, Mm -hmm. but I do think that there's like extra factors to be aware of because we do live in a, white privilege type of society but this woman does a lot of work around that and so i'm gonna defer to her because she is the expert knows how to say a lot better yeah 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 an expert
1: yeah that's great yeah we'll link that and put it on our instagram too yeah
0: yeah yeah um wow i'm just so excited for you and um yeah i hope anybody who's listening if you've had like a serendipitous manifestation like this please share it with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we would love to hear it. Um, yeah. And there's a couple different ways you can do that. So you can either send us an email or share it with us as a direct message on Instagram. So Instagram, we are serendipity.pod, is that right? Yes. yes. Uh-huh. And I'm dyslexic, and then our email is pod.serendipity at gmail.com, and you can send us either an audio or a written form of your serendipitous story, was manifestation, or any of the other topics that we cover here, and we would be really excited to read those, and a lot of times we will share them on the show, so um, that would be really cool. And then, um, yeah, I know we've got some new listeners, I know that this is a super exciting Thing for Charlie so go ahead to our Instagram and like congratulate Charlie let her know personally how excited you are for her because it's a big deal um, and then if you want to leave us a review you can do that too um, all you have to do is just go to Apple podcasts and before you hit submit on your review take a screenshot email it to us and we will give you a free gift which is custom serendipity artwork
1: it's so pretty pretty it has butterflies on it Mm -hmm. you can also spotify has a rating um where you don't like i don't think you can actually leave a written review yet but you can give a rating like out of five stars um yeah so if you're listening on spotify you can do that on
0: there too cool um, cool because that would be nice too yeah five stars (laughs) yes yes happy manifesting everybody i hope that you learned some cool tips then charlie i am just I truly cannot wait to see because I I think this is just the beginning. Like this is meant to be. And so, I mean, I can only imagine what's going to happen next. Well, thank you. And
1: thanks for listening, everyone.